stop, collaborate, and listen because the Lockdown Corner's back with a brand new edition. What is up, Lockdown Nation? Welcome back. Last week we took off because nothing happened. This week, we don't know how long this podcast is going to be. A lot of stuff has happened. So we're going to go over some news and notes, and then we have a fun new game for you. And I think it's going to be a doozy. But first, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Follow us on Twitter at Corner Lockdown. You can follow us each individually. I'm Alex. You can find me at AJ Brawl. You can find Dustin, who's with me as always, as so is Alec. You can find Dustin at, at Dustin Bergine 51. <laughs> this is an audio medium, Dustin. They can't see that you just gave me the bird. <laughs> I would swear, but it's not, not appropriate right now. <laughs> And you can find Alec at a route underscore seven two. We are excited to be back. Let's get right into the news and notes. News and notes from the league. Starting with JJ watch is over. A lot of Green Bay Packer fans disappointed because he is signing with the Arizona Cardinals two years 35.2 million. Alec, I'll start with you. Too much? Well, I think that JJ may be worth it to that defense. You look at the other studs around him, you know, whether they keep Patrick Peterson or not, Buda Baker might just be the best defensive back in the league. I, I, I'm saying going into this next year. I, I really like him. And so when you put somebody like J.J. Watt opposite of Chandler Jones on that defensive line, they keep around Patrick Peterson. I don't know. That's a pretty solid defense. Do they overpay for him? Maybe. Am I happy for him? Yes. Am I sad that my dreams got crushed like a, <laughs> like a bug underneath of a steamroller? Absolutely. But either way, I wish him the best. And uh, it'll be nice to be able to root for him on a team that probably won't go seven and nine. Didn't they go seven and nine last year? I don't know off the top of my head. I'll look they, it didn't, <laughs> they didn't do great last year, but I think they got a lot of young studs and I think that that team will do pretty well this year. Uh, my prediction, you guys heard it here first. My prediction, they make it to the playoffs on a wild card in a 10 and six year. Dustin, before you give your opinion, I just want to say I have to apologize to the people of Cardinal Nation because they went eight and eight, not seven and nine. I yeah, won. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? They were mediocre, not below average. <laughs> They're the Jeff Fisher special. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, like Alex said, I do agree that I think, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he found a team and that he got paid, but the whole talk about he wants to go to a championship team, I think he sold himself out on that one. I think he realized that no team was going to pay him the money that he wanted to make a championship team, and I think he sold out. Granted, I don't blame him. He deserves to be in a good franchise that's going to pay him and treat him right, but it is what it is. You know, obviously, like you said, it's crushing not to have him and not to get a hometown hero, but it is what it is, and best of luck to him. And like I said, I agree. Ten and six Cardinals losing the wild card. Question, guys. Question. Question. Quick question. What do you guys think about him unretiring ninety nine in Arizona? Also, 
the dude who had it before, was he a real legend? Or did the Cardinals just need to get somebody up in the rafters? Do we know know who wore 99? No, but I saw one photo of him, and he didn't have a helmet on. It was back before they had helmets. I'm going to look that up. Because it was a white... He was he was a running back. He wore ninety nine. A running back. A running back. Yeah, a running back wore ninety nine. I need to apologize because we don't, or at least for me, I don't sound professional. Not knowing Arizona Cardinals retired their Ring of Honor. I if but, you can start spitting out facts of the first generation of football players, I'd be incredibly impressed because I don't think anyone can do it. Just be like, oh yeah, that guy, I know him. He didn't wear a helmet every no one knows who that is. I'm like <laughs> it was a it was obviously the first generation was a huge turning point in the turning where this league is now, but like it was not nearly as popular as it what it is now, obviously, and with the population going up, but I don't know if anybody knows, but the NFL barely made it through so many hard times. Like, the NFL is lucky to be where they are right now. So, the name of this gentleman is Marshall Goldberg. He was born (laughs) on October 24th of 1917. Sick. Uh, That's about all I know. He was number 42 in college, and he wore 99 for the Cardinals. That's about all I'm getting from his Wikipedia. But he was a halfback. It was yeah. before the days of the running back. It was the old HBs, if you call Madden. <laughs> but, I mean, congrats to JJ. Obviously, he deserves it. Maybe I'm just a sore loser, but I'm kind of glad for that contract. I'm kind of glad Green Bay stayed away. Not that he wouldn't have been helpful. And, yeah, I would have had a 99 jersey. But I think with some of these names that we're going to get to in a second – I think they're probably better off. I don't even know. Nobody knows how much cap space they're actually going to have. The cap has been set now at 182.5. So they're still over. So we don't know how much room they have to play with, but roughly 12 to 15 million for JJ Watt. I feel like they can get two players for that amount with some of the guys that are getting cut. Speaking of one of those guys that just got cut, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but Mark Ingram signed a one-year deal this afternoon with Houston. So I'll just throw it out to both of you guys. Why are players still signing in Houston? It was one year's for three million. He could have got that anywhere. What Green Bay might have offered him that. They're looking for another running back. But Houston, Dustin, why? Well, I mean, have you seen Mark Ingram run this past year? He was hurt. <laughs> Dude looked like a – I mean, when he did, he looked like a tortoise. I mean, the dude's slow and old. I mean, we're talking him compared to Frank Gore. Frank Gore looks like a looks like Jesus Christ compared to him. I mean, he he sucks. He honestly sucks. He's awful. He should not be on a team. He should just retire, call it good. At least Frank Gore can be somewhat consistent. Him? No, he's, he's garbage. Why are you slandering Frank Gore? <laughs> what, what did he ever do to you? He's getting to Canton three yards at a time. He won't get hey. you. He won't get you four. He won't get you two. He'll get you three every time. And he will. I hope you're breaking records 25 years into the league. (laughs) He is old. So, Alec, Houston, why? I don't get it. 
Well, before that, I just want to touch on Frank Gore. I hope all of our viewers have seen The Longest Yard. Frank Gore reminds me of the coach in The Longest Yard. Just barely hanging on, still playing. He's got a little bit left in those old legs, I think. I like Frankie. Always Uh, there when it matters. (laughs) Exactly. But um, as far as Ingram signing in Houston, I'm going to put on my conspiracy hat. Too bad I don't have a crown royal bag. But I think that Houston, I think that this is all a charade. I think that Deshaun Watson is actually real happy down there in Texas. I think he loves being a Texan. They're going to come out firing. Everyone's going to think that they are a dumpster fire, and they're actually going to come out swinging. They're going to go 13-3. and They're going to get all the way to the AFC championship game, and then, then they'll buckle. But that's just my thoughts. What do you guys think? I Dumbest think, thing I've ever yeah. heard in my life. Sorry to cut you out, Alex. But oh my God, that's the dumbest thing I've heard. No one can be happy. <laughs> oh, the guy God. running their team is a priest who doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Nobody's happy. There's no way he's happy. What's in Houston? I mean, James Harden loved the strip clubs down there, but what else is in Houston? Hey, As hey, hey. Eaters. Hey, it was chicken wings. It was, it was chicken wings. <laughs> Get it Ain't right. Nothing wrong. Ain't nothing <laughs> wrong with strip club food is what my friends tell me. I've never been. But, so moving on, a little bit of Packers news. Devin Funches this past week took a pay cut to stay with Green Bay. Now, Alec, I know when we first started this whole thing, you said he would be back. I didn't really know with the opt-out how that works. Apparently, he was still under contract. And instead of cutting him, he just took a pay cut. So my question to you guys is I believe – the signing or re-signing or pay cutting however you want to put it Devin Funches is here so does that take away their need to go after a receiver in the draft or free agency because I think it does a little bit but I still think they need someone someone actually that's not the typical profile right now they want receivers that are like six five they're basically power forwards in basketball like they're huge they can jump I think a nice change of pace would be someone like, I'm not saying they're going to sign this person, but Emmanuel Sanders just got cut this afternoon. That would be someone like him. You can draft someone. I really kind of fallen in love with Amari Rogers from Clemson. I think he'd be a good fit for that. But do you guys think that Devin Funches being back is going to lessen their need or their desire to go get a receiver? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think that I think that as far as getting one in free agency, they don't need to now. I feel like they can go into the draft. They can get into Mari Rogers in the third round. There's no need to go and spend money on a receiver. You've got two decent number one, well, one of the best number ones in the league. And then now Funchess at number two, he's a decent receiver. People haven't seen him in a while, but there's no funny business when it comes to Funchess, right? This guy's big body. He's got some strong hands. You can get a quick slack eye in there like Amari Rogers out of Clemson. I don't know. I feel like this offense could really gel well. What do you think, Dusty? Uh, I'm in the middle. I think I do agree with you. I think, yes, it does relieve some of the pressure of getting another receiver. But at the same time, we still don't have that true slot guy. I know, like you said, we can get Amari Rogers and kind of work on some of the parts we need. But I think we still really need that solidified slot guy that we can rely on like Randall Cobb was. I mean, we just need that expert guy to make more plays for us. I mean, 
you know, like that's where I'm in the middle. Cause I mean, yes and no, it's up to the side. I think they'll eventually get one, like you guys said, but who and what type, I have no idea. So let me throw a couple names at you here as we're talking about all these cap casualties. And last week there were rumors that it was going to be a massacre. They were going to get, there were going to be cuts left and right. People we'd be surprised by two of which came from the chiefs today. They cut both their starting tackles, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz, both gone as if that offensive line didn't look bad enough in the Super Bowl. Now they lost their two starting tackles. The Saints got rid of Emmanuel Sanders, Quan Alexander, Jared Cook, the Dolphins, Kyle Van Oy, Vikings, Kyle Rudolph, Riley Reef, a couple other receivers, Golden Tate, John Brown. On defense, Adrian Claiborne, Desmond Trufant, Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Butler, Kenny Vaccaro. I mean, these are big-name dudes. So I'm going to throw a couple names at you here. I'm going to throw Golden Tate, John Brown. Do those guys move the needle for you? Because if they got John Brown, I feel a heck of a lot better about really the team in general. I think he's perfect for what they need, but you can probably get someone cheap from the draft. Amari Rogers, Demetrik Felton out of UCLA, who's kind of in the same mold. So John Brown, Golden Tate, Emmanuel Sanders, does any of those guys do anything for you? Now, as far as those names, the one that I'd be most tempted on is Emmanuel Sanders. I've been a big fan of his for a while now. He's very trusty. He is getting up there in age, but I think he's got two good years left in him. Um, John Brown, that'd be a wild card. I mean, he adds a lot of speed. Um, I I don't trust his hands. I don't think that he's a consistent route runner. Um, but, I mean, uh, I, I, I would definitely be interested in Emmanuel Sanders if the dollars lined up. I do also want to throw out there with all those cap cuts, I – am unbelievably sad and this is as a Packer fan that Kyle Rudolph isn't with the Vikings anymore like I legitimately I legitimately have been a fan of his and I think that he is an exemplary player on that kind of not so great team let's be honest the Vikings have been that really gritty team that just can't put wins together for a long time and I think that Kyle Rudolph was the heart and soul of that offense I feel like he was the grit on that offense it's going to be sad not playing against him, even though he was such a heck of a player. I really liked watching him go up against us. And even when he was scoring touchdowns, I was like, yeah, at least it was Rudolph, you know? Uh, what do you think, Dusty? I'd have to – I'll add on to that, too, with Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, you're right. He was one of the more consistent players in the Vikings team, and it is kind of sad that they did cut him because he was really consistent for years. But uh, going back, I will agree, too, with Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's – I still think I think he's a very versatile player where he can kind of play in the slot. He can play the number two. He can play really wherever you need him. He's got great hands, good route running skills. He's obviously been experienced, so it's kind of the guy we really were looking for. Like you said, the dollar signs add up. And I do like John Brown. I think with the speed, he brings a lot of different elements to the game. With obviously just the enormous amount of speed he has, but then like you said, his hands are very iffy and his route running is subpar at best. So, so I think. Oh, sorry. Continue. I'm all done there. <laughs> this is chemistry at its finest. We are <laughs> locked in all cylinders. But the name we I threw three at you, and one name we didn't bring up at all, who I think would be cheap and would be that possession receiver, Golden Tate. Fresh. I mean, he would probably come super-duper cheap. He's probably ring-chasing at this point, which you could do here. He was obviously has history with Green Bay with the fail Mary. But instead of catching cornerbacks, he could catch footballs from Aaron Rodgers 
and it would be, a, I think, a really good compliment to Devontae Adams. They could put him in the slot. They could put him outside, and you know he's going to catch it. Dustin, you're shaking your head at me. Why? He is garbage. He is old and trash. His whole career was based off Russell Wilson throwing him dimes downfield and making him look good. He is not a good route runner, and he is not a very good receiver. He just cannot catch a good ball. Okay, but you just said he got passing from Russell Wilson and looked really good. Last year, he had to deal with Daniel Jones. What if... Don't you dare talk about down to Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is no Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. My point, well, and apparently there was some extra drama with Golden Tate, and that's why he didn't play. I guess he was <laughs> but then well, was here we go. But, I mean, if we're talking about he's garbage, unless he has a good quarterback, then he's okay. Isn't that kind of what he would be doing here? He All was right. good. He was good when he was like, you know, probably eight years ago, but that time is gone and passed. Now he's old and slow. He doesn't have the speed he once did. I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm on board with old Golden Tate here. I think that old Golden Tate can bring that spark to this Packers offense, especially in the locker room. Maybe he can maybe he can uh make it with somebody's sister like he did in the past year. Light a fire <laughs> from behind, get people going, help fire it up. Um, realistically, I think that Golden Tate might have a year left in him. I think that he might have a good year left in him if he was in a good environment. I, I don't think that he deserves anything over $2 million, though. So if we could get him to bargain for a one-year $2 million deal, I don't think we'd be throwing that money away. I think that it'd be worth it. That would be my argument. You don't need him to be your one. Hell, you don't even need him to be your two or your three. But just a veteran guy, he can catch the ball when he's open but or healthy. That's the other part of this. But you can get him cheap. It's no risk. High reward. That would be my argument for Golden Tate, but I want to throw a couple of these names at you as well before we move on to maybe the greatest segment in radio history. That's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. But first, Malcolm Butler got cut. Janoris Jenkins got cut. Desmond Trufant got cut. Of those three guys, I don't know what they're going to command. Janoris Jenkins was set to make $7 million this year. Malcolm Butler was somewhere in that same range. If Malcolm Butler could be your number two or Jenkins, your number two opposite Jair, man, that's the best secondary in football, right? No one, their safeties, two of the best. Savage isn't even at his ceiling yet. Amos was great. We know what Jair is. Like, you bring in Jenkins, Butler, I feel real good about that. Malcolm Butler, am I crazy? I don't like Malcolm Butler. I think he made, I think he made his career off of one play in the Super Bowl, and everybody saw him shine in that bright moment. I'll give him that. He shined on the grandest stage of them all. But, I mean, he's not consistent. He's not a consistent player. Um, whereas Jair is going to put people on islands. I mean, I, I don't know. I would much rather us go after a Richard Sherman than a, than a Malcolm Butler, just because even though I don't agree that the Packers should be playing a lot of zone, I feel like we'd really thrive in a man-up defense. Um, it, it's looking like we're probably going to be playing a lot of zone this year, and Richard Sherman can play zone pretty well. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like if there is a veteran corner that I want, 
it would be Richard Sherman. Otherwise, maybe Desmond Trufant. I, I like him too. I, I, I think that he had a really solid career over in, over in uh, Atlanta there. And the thing about Trufant is that he was the bright spot on a not so great defense, whereas Butler was a bright spot on a super bright defense with the Patriots, you know, and ever since he's left the Patriots, he really hasn't been that great. Fair, but you're not asking him to be your one. He's probably going to get help. I would imagine if they do, because Jair is that good, he's that dude, you could probably do what Belichick used to do, where you could put Jair on your their number two and then double team their number one. And that I feel I would feel wonderful about that because I love the play of Savage and Amos. I think those two guys are fantastic. I think we hit the lottery with Savage. Um, but Dustin, any of those guys tickle your fancy? I would say Desmond Trufant. I think he's solidified himself as a pretty lockdown corner and can kind of do it all, play man, play zone. He's really versatile. And especially having that on the number two corner. I mean, that's exactly what we need. Obviously, Kevin King didn't cut it. He just didn't have the speed to keep up with some of the quicker guys. And especially, I mean, that's they're going to start seeing that, trying to get mismatches out of the Packers again. But I think with him, I think that helps us out. He has the speed to cover the speedier guys, and he can play physical up with a bigger guy. I mean, it's not always a grace match, but I think he's the best fit for us. Now, does nobody else want Dick Sherman on the squad? I mean, I feel like I feel like Richard Sherman could really make a difference. Is nobody else really feeling him? I'm no. cool with Richard Sherman. He is the best in the game, so that's why I'm avoiding to talk <laughs> about him. But I think he is a good fit. I was just saying of those three guys, I think Sherman is a good fit. He's long. He's lanky. He's basically what we all hoped Kevin King would be. So I'm on board with Richard Sherman. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. I know, obviously, he was hurt last year, so it's kind of hard to judge where he's at. But, yeah, if you can get him for cheap, sure. At this point, I'll take just about anybody. Beggars can't be choosers. They need a number two corner, whether they draft six of them and hope one of them sticks. I know Dustin's mentioned Josh Jackson in the last couple of shows. Uh, Maybe that's the dude. I don't know. They just need somebody. Somebody's got to step up or they got to bring someone in. And I really do believe that they are going to sign – a vet corner for cheap. Why do you say no, Alec? So Josh Jackson. Josh, Josh Jackson has showed nothing but he, he has shown nothing but to be a cancer in the locker room and to be a weak spot on the field. Do you remember you remember after his rookie year? You remember nobody remembers this. After his rookie year, he was trying to demand a trade because we didn't start him. And when no teams were interested, that's when he backed down and said, Okay, I'll be a second stringer. And since then, every time that he's been on the field, all you see is piss poor attitude. You're gonna have bleep that out well, and leaving it in that's a team okay word. <laughs> oh, you, you can see it on fox you can hear it on the lockdown corner <laughs> okay uh all you'll see is a piss poor attitude and you'll see blown coverages that's all you'll see with josh jackson i do not like that player i don't think he should be on the squad that sounds perfect per- yeah you got a personal <laughs> grudge against this man you you got something <laughs> he did something to you in your childhood <laughs> So we've teased it. We're here. It's time to play our new favorite game. To be or not to be? To be or not to be? 
a rumor game that was invented by the three of us. Basically, I have not prepped the guys. Alec, Dustin, you have no idea what I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to have to just, from the hip, shoot away, give us your hot takes. I got four rumors that have been on the Packers, I guess their rumor mill, for lack of a better term. Four rumors going around in the past two weeks. I'm going to throw them at you. We're going to see what happens. Starting with number one, Zadarius Smith. He tweeted this past week that he wants to be a Packer for life. That's not really surprising. A lot of guys do this. Rarely it ever happens. But in this weird cap time that we're going through where everyone's trying to get under the cap, does this mean an extension's coming? Would this be a way to manipulate the cap without having to do a lot else? Because you could extend them and then do whatever you got to do, the gymnastics to cover all that. So would you like to see Big Z retire in Green Bay? Is it meant to be or not to be? <laughs> I I think it's to be. I think that I think they're gonna lock him down long term. I think that he is an exemplary player on and off the field. He's a great leader. And I think that he is somebody who's very, very easy to root for. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that Josh Jackson-esque attitude. He has that real funny, laid-back personality. He's always got the cool celebrations. You know, I, I really like Z. I think he's going to get that long-term deal. There's going to be a hashtag trending that. It's just going to be Alec hates JJ. It's going to be the whole thing. <laughs> you are really coming after. My eyebrows are on fire. They are singed. They are gone. But Dustin, continuing with Zedarius, is it meant to be or not to be? I would say it to be. Um, I don't know if the extension will happen this year. I mean, I think they kind of want to see how all the contracts are going to play out and everything. So I'm sure it obviously be interested in still resigning. He'll probably resign next year. So I don't see the point in rushing if we don't absolutely have to. If it clears up some cap space, then yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, obviously, like you said, he's an easy player to root for, phenomenal on the field, off the field, great for the community. So I don't see a problem with it. From what I understand, the way a lot of these NFL contracts are structured, they get two or three years, and then they can move the money or start the deal, I should say. They can negotiate, okay, we'll give you X amount of dollars, year one, two, and three and then push a lot of money to that fourth year where the team's like, yeah, we have no intention of ever getting that fourth year. After three years, see ya, we're done with you. I don't know that they would do that in this scenario, but it is an option. They could be like, okay, we'll give you four for 40 or whatever, and then backload that contract a little bit with no intention of ever paying it and just take the dead cap, whatever that may be for this hypothetical deal. But I agree. I think it's to be, I think, and I don't know if he's going to be in Green Bay for life. He'll turn 29 in fall. I don't know how long he's going to be here, but I do think an extension is on the table. And I think that that tweet might indicate something's coming because next week, the 17th, so next Wednesday, they have to be under the cap. They don't have a choice. This would be an easy way to do it. You don't have to mess with Rodgers' contract. You don't really have to do much with Devontae. At least start. I would still extend Devontae. But you don't have to do quite as much. Speaking of the Smiths, Preston Smith, he was not cut. Brian Gutekunst came out and said, yeah, he's going to be here. He's our guy. But it was reported this past week that he's on the trade block. They're looking to trade him 
so that they can do the cap gymnastics that they have to do. So this was thrown out there on Packers Twitter. I think started with Locked On Packers. I believe the host of that show said that he can see a scenario where Preston Smith goes to New England. Send Preston Smith a third-round pick that's conditional that can turn into a second. And you could take back Stephon Gilmore, who's been on the trade block for the last year and a half. This is all hypothetical. I'm not reporting this. I'm not saying it's been reported. It was a hypothetical trade. And what's interesting about this is they make about the same money. So it could work if they do what they have to do, obviously, with all the cap stuff. So will Preston Smith be or not be in Green Bay next year? And Stephon Gilmore? That sounds pretty nice. But is it meant to be or not to be? My mind's telling me no. But my body. <laughs> Tell me yeah. Well, now yeah. we're done. They canceled us because now we got to pay for the rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I think, yes, I think that I would be ecstatic to see that trade. I really like Stefan Gilmore. You know, defensive player of the year, what was it, two years ago? Um, he, he is the definition of a lockdown corner. <laughs> Cue the plug. Um, but Roll I credits. Think, <laughs> I think opposite Jair with the with the D line that we have without Preston Smith even, um, and we already talked about the tremendous safeties we have. If we could then get a linebacker or two in the draft, I really feel like that'd be a real dangerous team. Yep, have to agree uh, to be. I think that trade will be. It'll be. I mean, amazing if we can get Stefan Gilmore. And honestly, with Rashawn Gary and Z on the edges, I don't think there's a huge need for Preston Smith right now. We keep putting him in the zone coverage scenarios where he plays bad notoriously, and we keep just trying to push it. We're just not using him the way he should be used. So the last topic in to be or not to be is Nick Wright was on FS1. He proposed this trade for Green Bay. All hypothetical. I know how I feel about it. I'm all in. It's to be for me. Before I even tell you what it is, it's to be. I'm in. Let's do it. But Nick Wright proposed that Green Bay trade for Odell Beckham Jr. I... He proposed that Green Bay gives up this year's first round pick for OBJ straight up. That's all it is. I'm in. There's nobody they're going to get at 29. 29 is a crappy pick. Back in the first round is a terrible pick. It always is. Get that out of here. If that is turns into Odell Beckham, I'm in. Let's do it. But the question to you guys, would you? Do you think this trade will be or not be? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> that's what we've come to is me doing a terrible Borat impression <laughs> very nice very nice no <laughs> this segment is a great success <laughs> great success no <laughs> so anyway Odell Beckham I'm leaving it to you Odell Beckham Absolutely not. Woo! You hate fun. 
<laughs> just so we can have him throw a hissy fit and kick, kick some field goal freaking post? Like, no. No. Crosby may pull a hammy. Could always have listen, a backup. Listen, Dustin. It's like we used to say in football when you would let up a sack, which happened all the time. You got to have a short I, memory. A short memory, Dustin. This awesome. man, this man is a stud. He's a stud player. I think that this ACL injury has humbled him. You know what? I, I'm going to go all in with Alex on this one. I think that OBJ is yes. the star that we need on this offense to put yes. us over the top. I think we need him. I want him. We have to have to get yes. Dustin, it is time for Odell Beckham Jr. to come home where he belongs. It is to be. I'm on that, Dustin. I've never been sparkles. more disappointed in your takes in my life. I feel devastated that this is a thing. I am just that's, that's blasphemous, okay? <laughs> I don't think it's that blasphemous. I mean, we're having fun with this, but truth be, truth be told, perfect. He's a perfect fit. And yes, I mean, he might be kind of a nut job, blah, blah, blah. We all know the stories. He kicked the net, then he married the net, then he hated New York, and he's in Cleveland, and it's a whole thing. But he'd be perfect. Who's he got to complain to? Rodgers is not Baker Mayfield or Eli or Danny Dimes. I don't think he ever played with Danny Dimes. But regardless, he's not any of those guys. They're scrubs. This is Aaron Bleep and Rodgers we're talking about. He'd be perfect. You're telling me if he doesn't get the ball, he's going to go to Aaron Rodgers and say, I want the ball? Rodgers is going to be like, bleep you up. Get out of here. He'd be perfect. I'm all in. Let's do it. You're not going to get anyone at 29. Unless the only guy I kind of like in the first round as of right now is Greg Newsom the corner out of Northwestern? But is he better than Odell Beckham? No. Do it. You know, I, I say do it just for the headlines. I want to hear what Skip Bayless has to say about how the two drama queens, Rodgers and Odell, they can't. It's too big. <laughs> two, two big names on one offense. I want to hear Colin Coward talk about how that won't work, how it's going to be too toxic because Rodgers is this bad guy. I, I want it just for the headlines. And then when they win a Super Bowl, just so that those two guys can go shove it. Like that. I'm all in on this now. Let's go. Let's get Odell in, in town. All I'm going to say again is history tends to repeat itself. And he just going to be a little diva, just like he always was and always will be. Dustin, who hurt you? <laughs> Why well, he, you're talking to me about making fun of a diva and Alex just like yeah screw Josh Jackson he did nothing wrong but screw this guy <laughs> Dustin all I'm gonna say it takes a diva to know a diva Dustin ooh burn mm. burn Dustin don't <laughs> even cry okay it's not, not very nice <laughs> I, in all serious though I'm all in we can keep going round and round about this I'm in he's what they need I'm in Dustin Get out of here with your nonsense takes. This is the guy. Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nation, that's going to do it for us. We're done. We gave you the greatest segment known to radio. We can't do anything else. It's over. Go home. Oh, wait, you are home. Or if you're in your car. But anyway, you can always follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you miss us, you can always catch up with us there. Twitter, you can find us at Corner Lockdown. You can find me at AJ Brawl. 
You can find Dustin at Dustin Burgundy 51. You can find Alec at a route underscore 72. And obviously we'll miss you, but we'll be back next week. But first, how dare I forget as I'm getting googly eyes in the chat. Obviously you need to know all that information. You need to know where to find us, but we're going to bring back everyone's favorite segment. Random Packer of the week, fellas. Alec, I'll start with you. Who's your random Packer of the week? My random Packer of the week for this week is my, let's say, favorite safety of all time, Nick Collins. Do you guys remember Nick Collins? That dude was good. Yeah, he was. I'm so sad that he that he had to leave the league so early. Cause man, oh man, I, I think he was. I think that he was a Hall of Famer. If he would have been able to continue to play, I think he would have been a Hall of Famer. I mean, he was just electric on the field, and especially bringing it back to that Super Bowl pick six, where where big old Howard Green breaks through <laughs> some Max Roethlisberger's arm, the ball's tipped. It's flying, and there comes Nikki Collins, undercuts a pass, takes it back 45 yards for the score. Oh, my goodness. I love me some Nick Collins. He was Jamal Adams before Jamal Adams, right? I mean, they're basically kind of the same dude. They're both elite. They're both big. They could both play linebacker, although he never got that opportunity, but he could have. Man, he would be great for this defense. But anywho, Dustin, random Packer, what you got? I'm going to pick your boy, Matt Flynn. If anyone doesn't remember Matt Flynn, the greatest backup quarterback of all time. <laughs> against, I don't know if anyone remembers the game against the Lions, but six touchdowns in one game for a backup quarterback. That is ridiculous stat. Didn't he have like 400 and some yard passing too? 480. Still the standing record. It might actually be the Packers record. It's It was just ridiculous how he just came in and just started throwing dots. It's like, who the hell is this guy? And then every year he left, came back, and then had another great game for the Packers. It's just the guy that could never leave the Packers. He's pretty much Nick Foles 2.0. Every time he left the Packers, he played like crap. Just, just the way it was. That's actually yeah. a really good comparison. Yeah, he's basically yeah. Nick Foles before Nick Foles. Because Seattle didn't get anything out of him. And actually, they benched him for rookie Russell Wilson right out of the gates. They didn't even need him. And then he went to Oakland. And Does anyone remember that? I'm surprised I remember that. I pulled that out of my front. But my random Packer of the week, we're going all the way back to the 80s, guys. 1989, my man, Mark Cannon, center number 58. That's all I got. I have a binder full of cards here. I just pulled the first Packer card I found, and it was Mark Cannon. I don't know who this person is, but he was a center. He wore 58, and I wouldn't want to mess with him if he was in a back alley. He's got that look to him. He's got that look in his eye. I wouldn't want to mess with him. He's on my all-back alley team. You got a you got a height and weight on that guy? Uh, does it say mountain on here? No. Uh, <laughs> he is, according to his card, 6'3", 270 from Texas Arlington. He was drafted in the 11th round in 1984. Sick. I didn't even know there were 11 rounds in the NFL draft ever. So that's <laughs> This Just is your classic 11-rounder. <laughs> well, it's like baseball. They have like 80 – rounds in the draft it just keeps going until someone's like you know what i'm good then they all I'm going kinda, home yeah what time it's it's been four days yeah that's fine you can take the kid from texas state high school we don't care anymore <laughs> yeah mark cannon look him up kids you'll learn something about the 80s 
Anywho, that will actually do it for us now on the Lockdown Forum. Thank you for listening. And as always, go Pack Go!